0: Radio Influence. The future is now. Welcome, 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 welcome back to Life in the Fast Lane hosted by me, your boy, Mr. Black Moses. How's everyone doing out there this week? How are you? How are you? I mean that. I am genuinely genuinely asking, how are you? Me, your boy, I'm doing grand. I'm doing grand as grand can be. And I hope that you are doing as grand as grand can be as well. Listen, man, listen, it is Father's Day weekend, upcoming, upcoming. And, uh, you know, I just want to give a shout out to all the Moto Dads out there and all the dads who gave birth to moto not well that doesn't sound right to all the moto dads who fathered wait let's get that right i want to give a shout out to all the moto dads in the world and i want to give a shout out to all the dads who fathered who fathered moto dads and if you're a moto dad who fathered a moto dad my hat's off my helmet is off To you, you dig. Um, As a father myself, uh, you know it's 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 very cool. It's a very cool thing to uh, experience fatherhood, Uh, and you know they are. What can you say about your kids? What can you say about your kids? Uh, You know they they are blessings. They are an opportunity. Well, for me, I'll speak personally. For me, my kids. Are, my sons are are an opportunity to see a part of myself that I can recall in glimpses, but it's almost like watching a, a young version of myself in real time. It's a very cool thing. It can be frustrating sometimes. It can be trying sometimes. But the amount of love that exists um, as a father that's received from your kids uh, my boys are 12 and nine, just about nine, one just turned 12 and my other son is about to turn nine. So my oldest is 12. My youngest is about to turn nine. So as a moto dad, you know, I'm going to acknowledge the other moto dads out there. And, uh, you know, I, I think again, it's just a very, very cool thing, um, to be a dad. It's a very cool thing. You dig? Um, I want to remind everybody out there that if you are a coffee drinker, if you indulge in a proper cup of Joe, please, please, please check out your, your boy, your boy Mr. Black Moses has his own coffee brand, and it's it it's it's proper. It's proper indeed. Hard Knox Moto Coffee. Please go to hardknocksmodo.com. Check it out. Uh, we have right now we're going to be dropping some new roast. In the next couple of weeks and in the, in the coming months, but right now we have three roast, and each roast is available as a whole bean, uh, as uh, ground uh, espresso, and we also have K cups as well. We also have quote unquote inspirational mugs <laughs> and apparel. Anybody that checked out the site has uh, has uh, taken note of the inspirational messages that are on the apparel and the the coffee mugs as well. And if you don't drink coffee, but you drink tea, uh, the mugs are apropos as well. So please check them out. Um, we ship right to your door, you know, go online, order some coffee. You need coffee. You know what I'm saying? You you need coffee. It's, It's a thing. It's an essential, uh, part of many people's days, many people's day. So please, Uh, You know, give your boy a shot, you know, support the brain that supports you. You dig? Um, I've been riding a lot this week, this past week, Um, and I I ride as much as I can. I try to get out at least every other day. Uh, Sometimes, uh, you know, life happens and I don't always get a chance to indulge in some seat time, but I do make a point this week. I've been riding quite a bit. The weather is changing uh, again, and it's just getting like, you know, summer's here. Summer's here. Let's just call it. It is what it is. Summer is here. And I'm excited to uh, get in more and more seat time. Uh, the tracks, my home track, New Jersey Motorsports Park is opening back up with new guidelines, new protocols, uh, social distancing. Um which is all good because you know I don't go to the track necessarily to socialize. I go to get you know spend time with my bike and uh, you know hone in on my skills and you know step the game up as much as possible. So I am excited and happy that New Jersey Motorsports Park, my home track, is opening back up. Shout out to the Riders Club at New Jersey Motorsports Park. Um, my magazine, Sport Bike Sync Magazine, is the media par- is a media partner for. Uh, the Riders Club at NJMP. So uh that's family. That's family. If you're in the area, if you're in the tri-state, the quad state area, and you're looking for a proper premium track experience, you know, check out check out my family at the Riders Club at New Jersey Motorsports Park. Tell them I sent you, you know. You dig, your boy Mr. Black Moses appreciates that and appreciates you. Um Lots of stuff, lots of stuff is going on. Lots of stuff is going on. The world that sometimes seems like it's falling apart, (laughs) literally. Uh, There's a lot of, you know, man, the amount of drama and nonsense that's going on in the world today is, is horrendous. And I've mentioned before that as horrendous as it is, it's not new. The only thing that's new about it is the technology to document it. And social media to broadcast it. that's really that's really it. Um, it's the same old, same old, and you know, for me, if you've been following my social media, I haven't really made any comments or major statements about it. My job is to survive the America and protect me and mine and my family and make sure that we're healthy and as happy and as grand as grand can be. You dig. So, uh, yeah, we got some things to talk about. Welcome to Life in the Fast Lane, y'all. Let's ride. Listen, man, listen. As I mentioned, it is Father's Day weekend. And I, you know, as, as a moto dad, you know, I wanted to... Again, give propers to all the fathers out there, all the dads out there who, you know, who are, I don't want to say preaching the gospel, but in essence, preaching the gospel of motorcycles to their children and getting their kids involved uh, and excited about and passionate about uh, motorcycles and and raising young motorcycle enthusiasts and You know, it's a thing where you, what's the saying? If you you start them young and if you teach a kid about motorcycles, they won't have time or money (laughs) to get into trouble or to anything or into anything else. And I am really, you know, I'm really starting to believe that as I mentioned, my sons are 12 and almost nine and, you know, I love them both very dearly, very dearly. Um, It's, it's, it's interesting to watch their excitement about what I do. I think they're excited about it. Um, <laughs> they, you know, like they put on a good face. They seem very excited about my life and what I do, and the motorcycles and my, you know, that that I have, and and what I do, and and, and the videos and the pictures and the social media, and you know, the track days and the press events in the magazine, they seem very much into it. And I'm, and I'm excited about that. I'm excited to see when they officially begin their moto journey. And I'm not talking about their moto journey as, uh, not moto journey in terms of, you know, like as a dad, taking them out to the track or, you know, riding alongside them. I'm talking about as they get older and become more mature and, you know, instead of necessarily not necessarily wanting to get a car as their first mode of transportation, but, you know, a motorcycle, you know, when, when they turn 16, I, I, that's exciting to me. That's exciting. I'm excited about teaching them about a lot of things, but I'm definitely excited about teaching them the importance of being a good, if not great motorcyclist having respect for themselves, having respect for the motorcycle, having respect for other motorcyclists and overall respect for the culture uh, and the subcultures. And I think that that gets lost sometime. Um, Sometimes uh, a lot of people, I feel a lot of, I look at riders. Now I look at riders now, and I've talked about this before. uh, There seems to be a disconnect with the culture, the culture, of being a motorcyclist and and, and everything that's involved with that, everything from wearing a a proper apparel, everything from knowing about yourself as a rider, your built, your abilities, your skills, uh, and knowing about the machine itself. Uh, I see, I I see that there's a great disconnect and I don't know where that comes from. Uh, and you can't, someone, someone actually in the conversation mentioned to me, that it comes from that gap comes from them not being not growing up around motorcycles and coming into it as more of a fashionable trend and you can't deny that it is a very fashionable trend to be a motorcyclist everybody wants to be who and what we are and they want to do what we do how we do it um we we're not just in the cool kids club we we're the founding members <laughs> of the cool kids club And you, when you, when you're doing something cool, it's just the nature of the world for people want to chime in, be a part of indulge and get down with the get down. I'm not mad at it. I dig it. I dig it. Um, but I don't think that that's the reason for the disconnect. Uh, I was a late bloomer. I am a self-admitted late bloomer to motorcycle life. And I mentioned earlier about you know, being excited for when my, my when my boys get to an age where instead of instead of wanting to learn how to or instead of wanting to have a car as their first mode of transportation, uh, you know, if they want nothing would make me more nothing would excite me more as a father teaching uh, his kids about transportation. Nothing would make me more happy, more proud than if my boy said, "Dad." father, <laughs> father, we want motorcycles instead of cars. That would be just rad to me. That would be the raddest thing. Um, and while I'm not pushing that on them, I'm just going to see how the universe works and if it does occur cool. Um, and as a self-admitted late bloomer, you know, I didn't start riding until my early twenties. Um, and there's a lot of people that, you know, come out the womb, hop on a little, you know, a little 50 and do the thing. Um, That wasn't my case. That wasn't my case. I, you know, I am the youngest of six kids and I've spoken about this multiple times and how my older brother, Gregory, uh, I was so fascinated with what he was doing and where he was going and how he was getting there and his motorcycle life. I was so fascinated with it, that I, and I was watching it from an outside, from an outside perspective, and it didn't dawn on me until literally till my late, my late teens, early twenties. Wait a minute, what am I waiting for? Why am I standing on this side of the fence? Why am I standing over here watching him ride when I could be riding with him? And, and, and I just made it. I made a choice. I made a choice, and I made a decision, and I said, "This is it. This is what I want to do." And I got my money right. I went and got my bike. My brother taught me how to ride, and it was like I was born to do this. So it didn't. When you talk about the disconnect or that gap that a lot of riders have now, to me, in my point of view, in my I'm a professional, I can say it. Uh, my <laughs> my expert opinion that the disconnect that a lot of riders have now, it doesn't necessarily have to do with when they started riding or when they were introduced to the quote unquote bike life a lot of the a lot of people started riding later you have to and you 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 have to admit that the earlier you start riding the more seat time you have the more experience you have potentially does make it's fair to say makes a better rider but it also comes down to dedication and understanding and commitment and I feel like that's what uh that's what's missing right now, when I see that disconnect, that gap, it doesn't, it has nothing to do with that. They just started riding. now. I don't feel the conviction. I don't see a conviction in a lot of these new riders. I see a lot of, it's the cool thing to do. So I'm going to drop a whole bunch of loot on this bike with the freshest gear. And I'm going to coordinate everything. My hat, my helmet's got to match. My rims on my bike and my tank pad has got a color coordinate and I got a, and hey, no disrespect. I get it. But I, I feel that a lot of times you can tell what type of rider uh, a rider is going to be if they're going to continue to be a rider at all, if at all um, lack of conviction, lack of conviction, lack of connection to the culture. And my dad didn't ride. My, actually, well, take that back. My dad was my dad. Uh, it was not. He can ride. I have memories of my dad riding a motorcycle, but it was more for fun. He didn't own a motorcycle. My dad was a car head. My dad was all in the car. Still is. Um, what up, dad? Love you. Um, <laughs> my dad has. He always under the hood, underneath the the car. Always in the garage, always tinkering, always. My dad always had cool cars. He would get a car, work on it. You know, I'm I'm talking about muscle cars. I'm talking about Monte Carlo SS's. He has a Corvette now 1971 or 72. Ooh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. 78 or 79 Corvette he has now. And that's his baby. That's his thing. He loves working on it. He loves the, the process of zoning out. That's his zen. That's his zen. So my dad... So my dad's connection to, to, to culture is, is based in, on four wheels, based in the four world, four wheeled world. My culture, my connection to culture is based on the two wheeled world, but my conviction, my, my belief in the culture and being committed to something I get from him, you know, I get from him that's saying in for a penny in for a pound. It is it, so. It's so true. When you commit to something, look, Mob Deep. Mob Deep said it best. Ain't no such things as halfway crooks. Scared to death. Scared to look. You shook. T- so <laughs> let me get thugged out. Don't let me get thugged out today. Um, my, my point is, is that you, you, when you commit to, when you give, when you give, okay. You give because it's the right thing to do based on your connection to the to the universe and the culture. And I don't want to harp on the the riders. I'm glad that you're riding. I'm glad that you're riding. I'm glad that you're out there. But but do more. Give more of yourself to the culture. OK, anybody can go fast in a straight line. Anybody, a monkey can twist their wrist and pull, you know, twist the throttle. That's what anybody can do that. But understanding the culture and the history, and I'm not just talking about, you know, uh, you know, the streets or the canyons or the back roads, you know, I'm talking about there's so much rich history, so much rich history. In the motorcycle universal global intergalactic culture, there's, oh man, you you could spend multiple lifetimes trying to catch up, trying to read it all, trying to absorb it all, you know? But if you're committed to the culture, you understand that that's part of the culture. You are the forever student. You are the forever student. You're constantly learning how to improve That's why tracks track days exist. Track days exist so that you can go out and perfect your craft, work on your craft. Think about it like this. If you're into MotoGP, a lot of people aren't believing. I've realized in the last couple of months how many people aren't into MotoGP. That's part of the culture. okay? that's the culture, Um, a large portion of it. What's being raced on Sunday is the old saying we'll we'll sell on Monday. So a lot of the motorcycles that are on the road today, a lot of their technology is tested and put through the paces on the track. That's just real talk. So if you're not in the MotoGP, you get in the MotoGP. That's that. That's that. That's it. That's the deal. That's the top of the top. MotoGP technology. Think about it like this. Every year. Before, actually, at the end of let's say a normal season. This season doesn't really count. Nothing counts. Twenty twenty counts, but it doesn't count. Okay, <laughs> but if you if you look at a normal race season, MotoGP race season, even Moto America World Superbike, at the end of at the conclusion of one season, the next season begins straight away. Like if the last race is on a Monday, at least definitely in MotoGP. Testing for the next season begins typically like that Monday or Tuesday after the final race. Why? Because there's new bikes, there's new technology. The new model year has just come out and there might've been changes. Most likely there have been changes. So those riders, they may have just won a championship. The the champion Mark Marquez, he goes right back out on Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday at the end of the season, right after Valencia, the final round in a normal season, he's back on track Monday or Tuesday because you got to get back to work. You got to he has to learn the newness. He has to learn the newness. And that's commitment. It's not like, yo, I just won a championship. I'm about to chill for a little bit. I'm about to go do what I do. I get back with you. That's not it. That's not what the deal is here. OK, it's the commitment and the conviction At the highest level. Now how does that translate to. Us mere mortals. You don't want to go out on a machine. That you can die on. Not knowing. What it's capable of. And not knowing what you're capable of. The mission. The process. Is to continually. Consistently. Improve. There are a number. and There are a number. A number. Plethora. A plethora. Of track schools, race schools, track organizations. And as this, as the country is opening up and more, and I've also realized that a lot of tracks never closed. A lot of tracks never closed, but as the tracks that were closed are starting to reopen, there's more opportunity now, more opportunity to, to, to get out there and learn something that you may not have known, that you probably don't know, you can maybe ride your ass off on the highway, on the streets, the canyons, whatever. But understanding the science of what the machine does, what it's capable of, the engineering and all those things involved, taking the time to comprehend and process that data and applying it in real world scenarios, that's commitment, that's conviction. And I feel that that is missing in this young generation, this younger generation. I'm 45, damn it. I can say younger generation. Okay, (laughs) there's I feel like that's missing Um, that 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 need to do better. Uh, I feel like a lot the sentiment that exists is more or less I'm good enough and what I know is good for me. What the what is that self-entitlement, selfishness, um, immaturity, um, and all those other words that describe the sentiment of not giving a fuck about anybody else other than yourself. And you get out there and I've seen them. I've seen them. They get out there and they ride like there is no tomorrow. And that's the worst thing for me to that is the worst thing to ride. Like there is no tomorrow. There's a difference between riding. Like there is no tomorrow and riding, leaving it all out there on the asphalt. There's a difference. Riding like there is no tomorrow is, you know, tantamount tantamount to having a death wish. I want to ride. I do ride so I can ride again tomorrow. I don't take chances when I don't have to take chances. I do what I do. I can get busy, but I don't always get busy. I know I can get busy if I need to keep busy. And for those checking, getting busy means getting the hell out of Dodge when you need to, dropping that hammer. Okay, it's some what the saying is dropping a gear and to disappear. I can do that, but it, you know that's not what it's always about. I, I know I can, but I don't go every time I go out. Sometimes I cruise, sometimes I get it. It depends. It really depends. And my bikes are capable of doing both, okay? Much more of the latter, of getting it, getting it. But it doesn't mean I always need to go out there and get it. A lot of this generation's mindset is, every time you pull out on the bike, you gotta just drop that hammer and get going. You don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. There's a time and a place for everything. There's a time and a place for everything. I'm in a more, more, of an advocate now than ever before for track day riding. Um, A lot of, I received a lot of correspondence from people who were highly disappointed that I was not doing my shut the city down ride, my annual event. A lot of people were downright upset. Some people were mad. You know, I had to check a couple people like, Hey, I'm not dead. Okay. I'm still around. I just, I'm not doing that. I'm moving on to something else. And we had, the track day takeover schedule, but then the pandemic hit and the track closed and what have you. And so we're going to be reworking that. That 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 hasn't been canceled, but it's been postponed until further notice. That's going to happen. But I've I've just riding riding with people who don't have a care in the world or any responsibilities or or, or a job to go to. Someone to come home to a family, children, responsibilities that just for me, as you know, in my old age, older age, that no longer. And there was a time when that was me. I'm speaking from experience. So I get it. I get it. Even with my connection to the culture and a part, honestly, to a certain extent, I'm responsible for some of it. I'm responsible for it. I can take that. And I feel, I'm not going to say it was a mistake or or I regret it. We had some grand times, man. We had some grand times. We did some things. We had some, we, we did some things, man. So much to a point that I had other, I had riders in other cities, even in other countries, asking me to come and do there what I did here in Philly. I never did because that just didn't make any sense. Like I live in Philly. So for me, it made more sense to do things at home. I can't go somewhere where I don't know any, any of the the, the structure, the law, the administrative side where I don't know how things work and go and do something that is questionable. Not going to do it. I mean, I've, I've worked with whenever I did my ride, I worked in harmony and in cooperation with the police, the traffic departments, the city, the streets department, the special events department, those are all people that I I discussed with and I planned with and it was you know the rides were unescorted there were it wasn't a police escorted ride not at all they may have helped us get out onto the road because there were so many of us you know they would block traffic while a thousand fifteen hundred riders pulled out of a parking lot you know but that was about it other than that it was a street ride I'm 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 not, I'm not, I miss it. I can't front. I miss it a little bit, a little bit, but I don't miss it enough to say, you know what? All right, I'm back in the streets. And I, like I said, I ride, I'm in the streets. I'm in the streets, but I like, I've learned to appreciate the solitude of myself and the bike and asphalt. And that, that's, that's what I, that's what I've grown to appreciate. I, I've matured into that. The track days allow me the opportunity to blaze, to get after it. I mean, you're encouraged to go as fast as you can in a safe, controlled environment. That's where it is for me now. That means that I can go, balls the wall, drop that hammer, drop a de- drop a gear, drop a gear, <laughs> disappear. okay? Have a great day come home to my family. To me, that's what, um, that's the moto dad that I have become. I've become that moto dad. I want to come home to my family. I want to go out and get it. And sometimes, you know, when I'm out on a cruise, if I have a nice stretch or if there's a nice little piece of twisty road and I know what the traffic patterns are and depending on the time of day and which day, yeah, yeah, your boy's going to go get it. But For the most part, I save all of that for the track where I can, at the end of the day, there's nothing like having a great day at the track. And after your last session, as you're packing up, or if you're taking a break before you pack up to just think about what a great day you had, maybe, maybe you're looking at your photos from the track photographer and he's got you, you know, right at the apex if he's got you blazing out, if he's got you coming down that street, all, you know, that imagery, that's what I'm living for now. That's the motto dad I've become. I got to come home to my family. I got to, and I do, and I will, I must come home to my family. A lot of the, 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 the kids, and I'm using that term just for lack of a better, a lot of the kids, again, maybe because they don't have the responsibilities or the connections or the understandings that this could all end in a flash gone it's a rap it's a rap I feel like they they're they're not either they're not dealing with that reality some of them have that mentality of oh it's not gonna happen to me I'm too good of a rider mm, mm. that mmm is me that's me giving the side face mm. for real though drop your ego stop worrying about dropping gears and, and and to disappear drop your ego and take that ass to class take that ass to class my nephew my nephew, the killer cam. The killer cam. Love my nephew. He has done, <laughs> he has done some of the dumbest things on the street. And I've told him. I've told him. I've called him. What the hell are you doing? Oh, unk. you know what I when I get that oh, unk I here comes a an explanation of whatever. My nephew can ride his ass off. Killer Cam, check him out on social media. That's my blood nephew. That's my brother Greg's son. My brother, my older brother Greg who taught me how to ride. It's in our blood. You dig? Um, my older brother Greg's son, the Killer Cam, is my nephew. Check him out on social. He does a he's done a lot of stupid stuff. But about maybe 2 years ago, he started listening to me and he started changing his attitude about the streets. And I, and I watched him change. I watched him develop as a rider, not the skills, but just the mentality. He started to have a connection to the culture. He started to have a belief in the culture. He started to realize that he was part of the culture and then things changed. He started wearing his gear. He started, uh, preaching the gospel of being a responsible rider, still doing a lot of dumb stuff, but at least he was making up for it in a certain regard by preaching the good word of what it means to be a rider. I'm so proud of him because this weekend he has registered for his first track day. Killer Cam, your uncle black Moses loves you and he's proud of you. Good job. Good job. I'm excited for him. Now, if he it's a learning curve. He's going to have to unlearn a lot of his bad habits that he's uh, adopted over the years from riding on the streets. But he's, he's a smart young man, smart young man. He's going to get out there. He's going to learn and he's going to, you know, he's going to do fine. He's going to do possibly better than fine. I'm excited for him. I'm excited for him. And I think that when he and he's got a huge following on social media. I feel that he's part of bridging the gap, okay? he He's smart enough to realize that the track is where it's at. And if his followers, and it was an interesting thing, when, when the Killer Cam started wearing gear, a lot of his followers started wearing gear. He's a natural-born leader, just like his uncle. A lot of his followers started wearing gear. So if he's getting involved with the track culture, that subculture of our Massive global culture of being a motorcyclist. If he's getting involved with the track side of things, we potentially will have a proper migration from the street to the track. And that makes me happy. That makes me happy. The point is not to ride like there is no tomorrow. The point is to ride so you can ride again tomorrow. Happy Father's Day to all my Moto dads out there. And if you're a father who's fathered a Moto dad, happy Father's Day to you. If you're a Moto dad who fathered a Moto dad, happy Father's Day to you. You dig? Well, that's our show for this week. Listen, man, please follow the show on Instagram at Life in the Fast Lane Official on Twitter at L-I-T-F-L Official and on Facebook at Life in the Fast Lane Podcast. Please hit that like, hit that subscribe, drop a review, drop a comment, hit that share button. Black Moses appreciates you. We'll be right back here next Friday with an all new episode of Life in the Fast Lane hosted by me, your boy, Mr. Black Moses. I'm gone! Everybody, it's Ashley Jiracki and Stephanie Marchese, and we host Live Bold and Boss Up. We are business owners, mommies, and alumni NFL cheerleaders here to discuss our experiences share challenges and successes. So whether you're a business professional on the way up in your career, a recent college grad, or maybe you're content where you are, but you feel you can do better or do more then listen up. We're having meaningful conversations with decision makers in the workplace, such as CEOs, entrepreneurs, and much more. Get ready to boss up. Make sure to check us out and subscribe to Live Bold and Boss Up on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, the iHeartRadio app, and RadioInfluence.com.